Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into the Philly Sports Power Hour on this Victory Tuesday. What a win for our Philadelphia Eagles last night on Monday Night Football. Wasn't always pretty. Didn't look like they had it in the first half. But this Philadelphia Eagles team finds a way to win in the face of adversity. I have never seen a team like this Philadelphia Eagles team under Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts that just find ways to win almost every single week. What this team is doing, we have not seen ever in Philadelphia from our NFL football team, the Philadelphia Eagles. But what a beautiful day it is. And I see all you guys already checking in in the chat. We got a great show scheduled for today. Obviously, we're going to break it all down. The Philadelphia Eagles big win over the Kansas City Chiefs 21-17. We're going to be joined by Eagles insider Dave Spadaro a little bit later in the show. Talk to him about that big win. But I am just fired up 9-1. and one. I don't know about you guys. Didn't get much sleep last night. Got home from the Ocean Casino after doing the Jacob Sports shows. Didn't want to sleep. Just wanted to keep Watching stuff from that game, highlights from that game, listening to post-game interviews. I was fired up. I'm sure you guys are, too. I see all of you in the chat checking in nice and early. I love it. Let's get a little roll call, if you haven't already, from my Power Hour crew. Bowner Johnson starting off with, to be the man, woo, you got to beat the man. Little Ric Flair shout out there. Jim G, good morning. Teresa Pascarello, Jason A-Team, Matt Lagoy, Brian Lippincott, Steve Patton, New Jersey Fishing Maniac, WCBJJ in the house, Wine Niners Wine, Brian Davis, Twiz, Vince, Eagles 35. Man, Decoy Gaming, Tony, the whole crew is here. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So let's jump right in to this Philadelphia Eagles game from last night. And that first half, we will talk about. But when I talked about how this team just finds ways to win football games, Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts are now 26-2 and in their last 28 regular season games. You kidding me? These are numbers you see in college football. You're not supposed to see these types of numbers in the NFL. Good morning, say no. Good morning, Bridget Tobin. But you're not supposed to see these types of numbers in the National Football League. This is college football. This is high school type stuff. And that is now 13 straight wins. 
for Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni against teams with winning records in the regular season. Incredible, man. Absolutely incredible. And you just went on the road in one of the toughest environments to play, Arrowhead Stadium, against Andy Reid coming off of a bye, against Patrick Mahomes, one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen do it, down by 10 at the half, and the Philadelphia Eagles find a way to win that football game. Look, there's things that need to be cleaned up. We'll talk about some of the things. We'll talk about some of the play calling. But if you're not excited waking up today as a Philadelphia Eagles fan after what this Eagles team was able to do last night, I don't know what you've been watching over the last two seasons because that was one of the most impressive wins I have seen an Eagles team have in the regular season. Like I said, not a perfect game. The play calling at times left a little to be desired. But you look at what this team was able to do, and Ruben Frank from NBC Sports Philly put out a stat yesterday. Andy Reid, when leading by 10 or more points at the half, was 62-6 and in his career. When leading going into the fourth quarter, he was 65-8. and And you're talking about this game being in Arrowhead Stadium. Bad weather. Eagles not looking their best. And they do what they do, man. This team figures out ways to win football games. Just figures it out. And I see all you guys in the chat. Love it. Love the engagement. Keep it coming. Hit that like button if you're an Eagles fan and you're excited about that win from last night. But we talked about it all week. I talked about it on the Jacob Sports pregame show. That one of the most important keys to this game, and it's important every week, but even more so this week, was going to be who won the turnover battle. And I thought they were going to make me a liar because I said on this show last week that I promised you if the Eagles won the turnover battle that they would win the game. And it was close. They were winning the turnover battle, but it was still close on whether or not they were going to pull it out. But that usually will tell you who's going to win a football game. The team that wins the turnover battle and the Philadelphia Eagles win the battle last night two to one. And they had two massive takeaways in the red zone by two guys who weren't here to start the regular season. Kevin Byard with a big interception in the end zone. And then what I think is the play of the game, Bradley Roby with that forced fumble on Travis Kelsey. That, in my opinion, was the play of the game. Just look at that moment in the game. Before we break down the difference between the first half and the second half, because some of these stats blow my mind. But let's just look at... At right before Bradley Roby's forced fumble on Travis Kelsey, what happened in that football game? The Eagles had just drove down the field to score a touchdown to make it 17-14. Kansas City answers right back, goes on a 16-play, 
54-yard drive, and they have the ball at the Philadelphia Eagles' 14-yard line. A touchdown in this situation probably ends the game. To go down double digits at that point in the game, probably not going to be able to come back from that. And Patrick Mahomes hits Travis Kelsey at the nine-yard line, and Bradley Roby comes up and punches that ball right out of his hands. Jumped on by Nicholas Morrow. That was the play of the football game right there. Then I thought the Eagles were going to waste it. They go three and out on their next possession, but then the defense steps up big again, forces the Kansas City Chiefs to punt, and then Jalen Hurts said, look, things haven't been going great, but let's get on my back because now I'm taking this team on the game-winning drive. And they go seven plays, 80 yards, and all 80 yards were Jalen Hurts. He threw for 79 yards on that drive. And then, of course, the brotherly shove into the end zone. That's what Jalen Hurts does. When faced with adversity, when the games matter most, Hurts is going to show up. And I saw a stat put out by Jeff Kerr on Twitter this morning from CBS. He's here on the Jacob Sports Network a lot as well. When Jalen Hurts this season is in a tied game or when the Eagles are trailing, has a 72% completion rate, has thrown for over 1,500 yards, 11 touchdowns, only one interception, and a rating of 113.4. And throw on top of it another 44 carries for 200 yards and six touchdowns. Jalen Hurts, I have never seen a quarterback who, when faced with adversity, plays better than Jalen Hurts does. You saw it in the Super Bowl. We've talked about it time and time again. After that tough fumble he had in Super Bowl 57, he bounces right back, drives the team on a touchdown drive. Eagles go down to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl by eight. What does Jalen Hurts do? Drives the team right down, scores the touchdown and the two-point conversion. And you've seen it over the last two seasons now. This is why this team is 26-2 and in their last 28 regular season games. But two big takeaways by that Eagles defense. And I talked about it the last two weeks because of the bye, that the major difference between this Philadelphia Eagles defense this year and last year was takeaways. And they did what they needed to do last night with two big, big turnovers in the red zone. You know, we talk a lot. If you follow me at Legal Hands of the Face on Instagram, what I talk a lot about is there's really three areas that I like to see teams win, and that usually dictates the outcome of a game. One is the turnover battle. Eagles won it last night. The other is red zone efficiency. If you could score seven points instead of three, when you get down to the red zone, you're going to win a lot of football games. And last night, the Philadelphia Eagles, three for three in the red zone, and Patrick Mahomes and those Kansas City Chiefs, two of four. And the two times they didn't score, 
they turned it over, walking away with zero points. That is a massive, massive game-changing play, both of those turnovers in the red zone. But I told you there's three keys to every game, in my opinion. It's the turnover battle, it's the red zone efficiency, and then it's third down efficiency. And going in the last night, the Philadelphia Eagles offense was number one in the NFL on third down. But things didn't look pretty in that first half. And we talk about the Sean Desai adjustments in the second half. And I see people in the chat talking about Sean Desai's adjustments in that second half. None more than what they did on third down in the second half. So let's take a look at some of these numbers because you talk about the old cliche, a tale of two halves. This was a tale of two halves from that Philadelphia Eagles defense and Sean Desai. And if you guys watch the Jacob Sports game day shows, I host the halftime show with Mark Farzetta and Kayla Santiago. And right before we ended the show, before the second half, Mark Farzetta said, what do you want to see in the second half? And my exact words were, this is a great opportunity for this, this coaching staff. Because everybody keeps going back to Super Bowl 57 about how the Philadelphia Eagles coaching staff was outcoached in the second half by Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, And it's true. Eagles were up in that game. The Chiefs made the appropriate adjustments, and they won the second half, and they won the Super Bowl. And I said last night on the halftime show, this is the Philadelphia Eagles coaching staff's opportunity to show that they belong on the same field as Andy Reid. They need to make the adjustments now, down 10, to figure out a way to come back and shut down this Chiefs offense and score points, and that's exactly what they did. They impressed me, none more than Sean Desai. Sean Desai keeps proving to us that he is a really good defensive coordinator. What he's done in the second half of games has been really impressive. You saw what he did against the Cowboys. He did it against the Rams. He did it against the Dolphins. Now he does it against the Chiefs. Now, look, I know that Kansas City Chiefs offense is not the Kansas City Chiefs offense of old. We've said that on this show all week last week. We talked about it. But you look at what this Chiefs offense was able to do in the first half and then what the defense did in the second half. And I am extremely impressed with Sean Desai. Let's just look at some of these numbers. Eagles defense was the number one rushing defense in the league, giving up only 66 yards a game. They let the Chiefs go for 121 in the first half. And what was even worse, the Eagles defense was only giving up 3.7 yards per carry coming in. They let the Chiefs go for six. Point one yards per carry in that first half. But I talked about how my threes, three keys to every game are turnovers, red zone, and third down. In the first half, the Kansas City Chiefs on third down were 6 of 8 for 75%. To put that into perspective, the Eagles offense was number one in the entire NFL coming into that game at 50%. And they let the Chiefs go 75% in that first half. 
none worse than the third and 15 at the end of the first half that they let the Chiefs convert, which led to points at the end of the half. And then they let the Chiefs, most important stat, points, giving up 17 points in that first half. And then you look at the adjustments coming out in that second half. And listen to these numbers. After letting the Chiefs go for 121 on the ground in the first half, they hold them to 47 in the second. They let the Chiefs go for 6.1 yards per carry in the first half. They held them to 4.7 in the second. Still not great, but definitely better. But these are the two numbers that won this football game for the Philadelphia Eagles in that second half. After allowing the Kansas City Chiefs to go 75% on third down in the first half, the Philadelphia Eagles defense held the Kansas City Chiefs to 22% on third down in the second half. They let him go six of eight in the first half, two for nine in the second half. Talk about it every week. Good teams get off the field on third down on defense, and the Philadelphia Eagles did it in the second half, and that changed the entire outcome of this game. And then the most important stat, after giving up 17 points in the first half, they hold Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs to zero points in that second half. So impressive, man. So impressive. And look, like I said, that Chiefs offense is not the same offense it was last year. And they've been bad in the second half of games. But the Eagles did what they had to do on defense. And I liked what Sean Desai did in that second half. Having Kevin Byard come down closer to the line of scrimmage, staying on Travis Kelsey. Now look, I know a lot of haters are going to talk about that drop by Valdez Scanling. And that's a big drop. That is a big drop. But how many times have we been on the other side of that? And you got to execute. You got to make big plays in big moments. Eagles did it. Chiefs didn't. Not going to sit up here and make excuses for the Eagles who keep winning football games. You got to execute. And there's something to be said for a defense that stayed aggressive in that second half. Not only do you have Valdez Scandling dropping that football, how about Watson? Alligator arming that ball going over the middle. That's what happens when you keep punching the other team in the mouth. And that's what the Philadelphia Eagles did. They stay resilient. They stay together. It would have been so easy for them to fold going down 10 at the end of the first half. Bad weather, Monday night, in Arrowhead. Not this Eagles team. And this is why I get so upset when people talk about Nick Sirianni, the haters who talk about Nick Sirianni as being nothing but a cheerleader. We've watched every single game since Sirianni has gotten here. And the culture that he has brought to this team. And yes, it 
gets furthered by Jalen Hurts and Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson and Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox and all these veterans. But it starts at the top. And the culture that Nick Sirianni has brought to this team is the reason they keep winning football games, even in the face of adversity. And I hate that Nick Sirianni doesn't get as much credit as he should be getting. Not even in the top of the coach of the year conversation. And I don't understand it. He wasn't last year. He's not this year. And when you look at that offense, we talk about adjustments at the half. That offense looked bad in the first half. Outside of that one good drive they had with DeAndre Swift running the football in the first half, they were the number one third down offense in the league coming in at 50%. They went 0 for 3 on third down in the first half. That's 0%, guys, for you mathematicians. 0% on third down in the first half. The offensive line gave up five sacks. It looked like they couldn't do anything. And they had that one turnover on the miscommunication between Jalen and A.J. Brown. And I went back and watched it. You guys probably did too. A.J. beats his guy off the line of scrimmage, thinks we got a big play, we got a home run of a touchdown. So he changes his route. Problem is Jalen can't see it. He throws it where he thinks A.J. is going to be. It's an interception. I understand what A.J.'s doing there. But at the same time, the quarterback expects you to be in a spot. you got to stick with your route when he can't see you. Now, look, there's some plays. There's some plays in the NFL where the receiver is given that discretion to read the coverage and change his route. I don't think that was a play where he was supposed to break his route off and take it deep. Jalen doesn't know. He throws it to where he thinks A.J. is going to be. But they do have that one turnover. They come out in the second half. Again, not perfect. But they cleaned up areas they needed to clean up. Zero turnovers for the offense in the second half. After giving up five sacks in the first half, they gave up zero in the second half. They still weren't great on third down, but they were a lot better. They were 0% in the first half. They go 3 of 8 in the second. But the most important number, they put up 14 points. And outscored the Kansas City Chiefs 14-0 in the second half to win that football game. And this Philadelphia Eagles offense, we were so upset in the beginning of the year about their red zone efficiency. Going into that game, they had worked their way all the way up to 12th. Remember, they were in the bottom of the league when this season started. And they kept getting a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. They were 12th coming in at 55%. And over their last three games before the Kansas City game, they were over 71%. And then they go 100% in the red zone, three for three. And again, for you mathematicians, seven times three, 21. By going three for three in the red zone, there's our 21 points. And the Kansas City Chiefs, two of four. 
you win the turnover battle, you win on third down, and you score touchdowns in the red zone, you're going to win a lot of games in this league, and the Philadelphia Eagles have won a lot of games in this league over the last two seasons. And that win was massive. Massive win. And I saw somebody in the chat, and I apologize, forget who said it, we are the gauntlet. And I said that last week on the show, that I will no longer refer to this stretch as the gauntlet because it's not a gauntlet for the Eagles. It's a gauntlet for the opposing teams, and the Eagles proved it again. Do you realize how big these last two games have been for this Philadelphia Eagles team? Not perfect. Hasn't been perfect. But finding ways to beat Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. Something you really haven't been able to do. Then going on your bye and having to bounce back against Hall of Fame coach Andy Reid. We went over his record last, last week coming out of the bye. How good he is. It's in Arrowhead. It's on a Monday night. And the Eagles find a way to win that one too. This team, man. This team, Jalen Hurts, Nick Sirianni, the veteran leaders. And you talk about veterans. Has Kevin Byard lost a step? Probably. Was Bradley Roby available that late in the season for a reason? Probably. But you bring in two guys like that who are veterans in this league, who have a ton of experience in this league, something you can't teach. You can't teach experience. And you look at the plays they made last night, this is why those guys were brought here. Does a rookie like Eli Ricks, does he have the confidence to make that punch on Travis Kelsey at the nine-yard line like Bradley Roby did last night? And this isn't a shot on Eli. He doesn't have the experience. Getting Roby back was such a big addition for this team. Kevin Byard. You saw what he was able to do last night. Not always perfect, but making a big play in a big moment in the red zone, getting that interception. And I am fired up. And when we come back, guys, we are going to be joined by Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. I know he's fired up. I know he's excited. Talk to him about last night's big win for the Philadelphia Eagles. Hit that like button. Give me a little go birds in the chat, and we'll be right back. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call.
on the field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. What's up, everybody? Welcome back into the Philly Sports Power Hour. And we are now joined by Eagles insider Dave Spadaro, who I know has got to be just as fired up as I am. What a game last night, Dave. Welcome to the show, brother. Thanks, Bill. Good morning. Uh, yeah, amazing game. Um, just, uh, I'm almost at a loss for words because you're sitting there going, this is really tough to watch for a while. What's going on? I haven't seen an Eagles offensive line kind of give up this much territory and I don't know how long. And then... Just the Eagles hung around, hung around, hung around. And what a great victory in a really hostile environment. Awesome scene with the fans after the game. Team obviously really pleased with itself. And then you go, all right, it's Tuesday, and the Buffalo Bills are coming to town on Sunday. So, yeah, very happy, but kind of also like like the, the celebration's over, and now you get on to the Buffalo Bills. But, yeah, a great victory for the Eagles huge in the big scope of things just a huge huge victory and you mentioned our eagles fans how great was that to see how many fans traveled to kansas city stuck it out through that miserable weather and even after the game they're staying in the stadium to celebrate with this team love our philadelphia eagles fans yeah travel well big shout out to everyone who's ever traveled um and it wasn't a very nice night it was cold and the rain was consistent. Like there was a, a bit of wind as well. It was not a pleasant night. And Kansas City Chiefs fans are great. I mean, they're loud. The stadium's uh, an older stadium. It's a historic stadium. So the setting was perfect. I can't wait to see. And maybe they've come out. I haven't seen them. But the early TV ratings, I would love to see what they were. I mean, they got to be through the roof. So many storylines. And the biggest takeaway for the Eagles is mentally tough team that is just not going to go away. That's what I was talking about in the first segment before you joined. 
I've never seen a team like this. Look, we've had some great teams in Philadelphia. We've had some good quarterbacks, obviously a great coach in Andy Reid when he was here. But I've never seen a team do what Nick Sirianni, Jalen Hurts, and the rest of these guys have done when faced with adversity. They just find ways to win games. And Jalen wants the ball in his hands. The the stat that I read Jeff Kerr gave earlier – what he's done when the t- game has been tied or when they're trailing is remarkable. Have you ever seen a quarterback like Jalen Hurts in the years you've been with the Eagles? Mm, no. I mean, Donovan didn't have that kind of late-game success. Uh, that team really – those teams really played well with the lead. Um, this team plays well with, with whatever. And Jalen's numbers are ju- – I mean, look, passing numbers weren't great last night, right? I think a 64 64- – for 64 quarterback rating, who cares? Through the interception, tough, tough one, you know, ended a drive. But you know that the guy just, then you know, you look at him on the bench and he just is deadpan the whole time. And so, no, I've never seen anybody like him. Um, and it speaks to somebody who has the confidence to know that they're going to go out and win. And the leadership skills that everybody follows him. And really, it's not just Jalen who doesn't panic. Nobody panics. The, the Again, the way that the coaching staff adjusted last night, an offense that gave up five sacks, right, um, tightened it up in the second half. The defense that gave up only 32 yards rushing in the second half. Just the whole thing. And certainly Jalen is the head, and Jalen and Nick, and but everybody else follows. And so, no, I've not seen a quarterback who has captured – the locker room like he has and who is so unflappable and who has so much success in late late in the games. And I love what you said to start it. You said 64 quarterback rating. Who cares? You know who doesn't yeah. care at all? Jalen Hurts. All he cares about is winning, and that's why I love this guy. And you look at that drive where they come down to take the lead. It's a 80-yard drive. All 80 yards are Jalen Hurts. He throws 79 through the air and then does the brotherly shove into the end zone. Things weren't going great, like you said, but when it mattered, what a drive, what a clutch moment. And he changed the play at the line of scrimmage, according to Nick Sirianni, to throw that deep ball to Devontae Smith. Just so impressive, Dave. Yeah, when you see that kind of coverage, you have to go single coverage. you got to go for it. And I don't think anybody can cover Devontae one-on-one. Perfect throw, great, great catch. Not bad coverage. I mean, right there. And so, um, but yeah, I mean, look, it speaks to, Jalen always talks about himself as a triple threat. He can win with his arm. He can win with his legs. He can win with his brain. And that cannot be underrated. And so uh, kudos to him. They, they had to really, really hang in there with some patience last night. Uh, got the ball, you know, kind of saw an offense that we really hadn't seen a lot of. Quick outs, screen game. Um, you know, spread the, spread the field. Um, and, you know, it, it didn't work early for this football team other than that one drive for the touchdown to even it up at 7-all. Uh, then there were just tough drive after tough drive after tough drive, but nobody panicked and Eagles came out with a huge win. And, Bill, it kind of speaks to this. Like, we go week to week, and it's very natural to want to criticize and go, man, yeah, they won, but they got to play better than that to win these big games. And I thought going into last night's game that the Eagles could not play a so-so game. I thought they had to really raise the level of their game. And they did 
in the cerebral sense, in the patient sense. They didn't, you know, in the offensive sense. Um, they turned the ball over. They didn't get drives going. Um, they still have not played their best game. Well, who gives a crap? I mean, they're nine and one, and in the race for the number one seed in the NFC postseason, last night's win was massive. It really was. And you talked about Devontae Smith. How nice is it to have, when you look at A.J. Brown only has one catch for eight yards, a lot of teams, you shut down their so-called number one receiver and hold them to eight yards, they're probably not going to win a lot of games. But the Eagles have another number one receiver in Devontae Smith. He has six for 99. How huge is that to have a team with that much depth at the receiver position? Yeah, and it just had depth in the playmaker position because you're also missing Dallas Goddard. So, you know, you're running out four wide receiver sets. You're running out 40 personnel. You're running out two running backs. You're moving DeAndre Swift, who also deserves a big kudos for the game that he had last night. But, yeah, to have two legit number one guys, um, it's a blessing. And it's the best duo that I've ever seen dating back to the days of Quick and Carmichael. Carmichael's at the end of his career. You know, uh, they never really had a partner with T.O. Um, Macklin and Deshaun, good combination, but nothing like what we have here with A.J. and Devontae. And, yeah, A.J., four targets. I mean, uh, a little surprised about that. But, you know, that was clearly Kansas City's intention was to take A.J. Brown out of the mix. So here comes Devontae Smith. And, yeah, and great to see that. Um, would have loved to have seen Devontae get a touchdown there because he's just such a good player and such a selfless player. And it speaks to the the team first attitude here. You haven't heard one time ever Devontae complain. You haven't heard one time ever AJ complain. So it does really mean a lot. Yeah, and that touchdown would have given him one more yard, too. He would have had a 100-yard game if they would have given him that touchdown. Yeah. But let's talk about the defense for a second because obviously the adjustments that were made at the half were huge. I talked about it before you came on. They were giving up a crazy clip of third down conversions in the first half, really shut down the Chiefs on third down. But the thing that surprised me the most was that the Chiefs were able to run the ball as effectively as they were in that first half. What did you see that the Eagles changed in the second half to start to shut down that run a little better? I'm not sure was it any sort of specific change. I don't know. No, I, I saw a really mixed bag from Sean Desai. I saw... Uh, it seemed again. I'm in the press box, so like it's not all processing quickly. Um, a bit more blitzing. Uh, Kevin Byard was all over the field. You know, clearly they wanted to kind of take Kelsey out of the out of the mix. Um, Kansas City came out and and threw the ball quickly. Got the ball out of Patrick's hands quickly. Got it to the edges. Made a couple of plays there. Got the screen game going a little bit early. As you say, the run game effective. I think. Look, taking the football away, the big punch out from Roby ended a drive that Kansas City had that was a really successful drive. They had five first downs. They were moving the ball well. Huge takeaway there. Um, containing Kansas City on first down was really, really important. That forced some third alongs um, and got the Eagles' defense off the field. And I thought in the first half, Kansas City was able to run the ball on the early downs and make it easy in those third down conversion situations. So, um, I just thought that the Eagles handled it better execution-wise. They played better up front. They won the trenches more. You know, Jalen Carter's a force when he's out there. Um, so I'm not sure it was a scheme change per se. It could have been. I'm not saying it wasn't. 
but I thought the Eagles just played better. That takeaway, two takeaways in the red zone, Bill, make all the difference in the world. Um, and then in the second half, uh, you take that big Travis Kelsey fumble, and then you get after them on first down, second down, makes for a third to long situation pass rush, put the pressure on the homes and, and did some damage. Eagles go three of three in the red zone. Chiefs two of four with those two big turnovers. So that was a big part there's of that your, football game. Like, like we can break it down in any way we want. And we can talk about football, this, that. and But it so often comes down to turnovers. Eagles won that battle. And red zone, Eagles won that battle. And they walk out of Arrowhead, or rather, via field at Arrowhead Stadium with a victory. And it's just not that complicated sometimes. And Ruben Frank put out this stat, Dave, to just show how much yeah. – how impressed we should be what they did at Gia Stadium at Arrowhead. Andy Reid was 62-6 and when leading by more than 10 at the half. He was 65-8 and when leading going into the fourth quarter. And you're on the road in Arrowhead Stadium, not playing your best football, and they just find ways to win, man. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, again – uh, uh, walking out of there is, is just huge to come out with a victory against the Chiefs. And I'm not sure that this is a vintage Chiefs team. I mean, Kelsey looks not like the Kelsey that we've seen in the past. They're not getting that big play from the wide receivers. Um, but, you know, the defense is really good, and the Eagles were able to find a way. And, look, I think the, I think the path for the Chiefs is pretty – Pretty open in the AFC. I, I'm not sure what Baltimore's schedule looks like, but I don't really see Baltimore and Jacksonville beating Kansas City no matter where they play. Um, so you never know down the line. You were in the stadium, right, Dave? Yeah. How much was weather a factor in that game? Because you do look at the final stats. Hertz only throws for 150. Mahomes only throws for 177. How much was the weather affecting that passing game last night? I mean, it wasn't a boring pouring rain and it was like low 40s i mean i'm sure it had an impact i mean i think the balls got pretty soaked um i didn't see a lot of guys slipping now that i'm thinking about it did valdez scantling did the ball glance off his fingertips because of the rain i don't know um what a big play <laughs> what a huge play and sometimes it's good it's it's it's, it's wonderful to have good fortune sometimes i don't want to call it luck because there's there's luck on both sides I, i'll call it good fortune um, it was a great throw from Mahomes too. So, I, yeah, I mean, look, I, I think it probably a little bit of fact, but I think also, you know, look, both teams, I, I was really impressed with the tackling. The only missed tackle I can really remember is when Mahomes passes it out to Rasheed Rice on the edge and he dukes past Darius Slay. I'm not sure if I remember another really missed tackle. The Eagles did a pretty good job there and the Chiefs did a nice job as well tackling. So, I, I mean, DeAndre Swift had that run on the first touchdown drive. It was just outstanding. The zigzagging, go to the left edge on a jet sweep. and um, or No, that, that wasn't a jet sweep. That was, that was the first drive. Um, he had a great run. So, yeah, I don't – probably, Bill, probably has something to do with it, but it wasn't like – I mean, it, I, I've seen the Eagles play in worse rain, but um, for the first time this year, weather was a factor. And it didn't – and, you know, where, where, where it really didn't impact too much was the kicking game. Um, Braden Mann had the, the not-so-good punt at the end of the first half, but otherwise punted really well. Covey had, you know, averaged 17-7 on three returns, so he had a chance to be an impact player, and he was. Um, the kickoffs were deep into the end zone touchback. 
so it didn't really hold up the you know the balls didn't get that heavy so I, I, I think it was a factor but I'm not, I wouldn't say it was like a huge factor and we're talking a lot about Bradley Roby's play which we should Kevin Byard's interception which we should but a big play on special teams by Josh Joe bringing down Tony what at the nine yard line I think it was that was a huge play in this game yep so that was the, that, that was the last drive that put the uh, Chiefs at first and ten from their own nine. They got three first downs. Eagles were still able to get that, you know, fortunate play with Roby in coverage against Valdez Scantling, and then Josh Sweat forces the um, throwaway, the quarterback um, uh, intentional grounding. I thought another big play was built the drive before uh, third and whatever the heck it was, twelve I think. Again, third and long. Mahomes is scrambling around. Gets to the last game and tries one of those little flip passes. And Zach Cunningham's there and doesn't give up and and jumps up and knocks the pass down and and puts the Chiefs makes the Chiefs punt with like five minutes left in the game or whatever it was four minutes left. Eagles didn't do anything with the possession, but it took some time off the clock. So um, yeah, big plays at the end of the game. And I, again, I thought the fourth quarter, man, when you can win the fourth quarter on the road. Against a team that was rested coming off its bye week. We all knew about Andy's success coming off the bye. Um, uh, Zach Cunningham has been one of the underrated standouts for this football team. He's been there. He's been durable. He's made plays. He's made tackles. Uh, and I thought that that knockaway, that, that, that knockdown pass was a big one late in the fourth quarter. It's really amazing when you look at this defense and you have Zach Cunningham contributing the way he he has been contributing, wasn't here to start the season. You have Kevin Byard, big play in that game with the interception in the red zone, did a great job covering Travis Kelsey. He wasn't here even three weeks ago. And then Bradley Roby in the slot, another guy they signed after the season started. How impressed have you been just with those three guys to be able to step in and really help solidify this defense? Yeah, I mean, uh, kudos to Howie for identifying that, those players. Um, Nicholas Morrow, I would throw in that mix as well. Signed as a free agent, doesn't make the initial 53 on the practice squad week one, changing diapers at home, comes off the practice squad. When Kobe Dean gets hurt, it's done a nice job as well. So, yeah, uh, they've been able to mix and match, add some pieces. Um, Credit to the coaching staff for getting those guys up to speed quickly. Credit to the players for – their ability to integrate into the defense, and they have been very important role players. Again, you know, one of the mantras of the Philadelphia Eagles is know your role and be a star in that role, and those players exemplify that. And I'm glad you mentioned the coaching staff because you look at Sean Desai and everybody's praising him for the second-half adjustments, if there were a lot or not. Maybe it was just better execution. But you look at what he's done – we just mentioned those guys. There's been a different secondary almost every single week with injuries. Blankenship's been in and out of the lineup. Roby was hurt. You have Maddox start the season. He's out for the year. Bradbury's missed a game. Slay's missed a game. It's been amazing what Sean Desai has been able to do. How much has he impressed you as the defensive coordinator of this Eagles team? Yeah, he's done a really good job. And, and look, I mean, the Eagles have had some, some plays against them and some, you know, series against them and quarters against them and they've given up some yards here and there and we have to appreciate the fact that there have been a lot of injuries and there have been a lot of players in and out of the lineup and Sean has been resilient and plugging in guys like Eli Ricks to get some quality snaps and he was out there for that last play and 
making sure that there's no mental breakdowns. And um, yeah, Sean's done a nice job. Look, the, I I will say that the Eagles defense, as with most defenses, when they win up front, I mean, team quarterbacks, look, the book is very simple here. And it'll be interesting to see how Josh Allen, who holds the ball a lot, comes in and plays against the Eagles. But the Eagles defensive front, when the Eagles defensive front dominates, the, the, everything else falls into place, right? Just like every other defense. When the quarterback's getting the ball out of his hands quickly, it puts more stress on the back seven. And so um, they've held up well. Uh, I thought the bye week came at a great time. Gives the quarterbacks, older guys, a little bit of a breath. Gives them fresh legs. I thought they played well last night. Bradbury had a good game. Slay had a good game. Um, and these are the kinds of moments where you just go, look, we're playing this game by game down the stretch here. We don't care about style points. And Desai has been able to adapt, adjust on the fly, unflappable, communicating well with his players. I think he's done a really good job. And another veteran Howie Roseman brought in late was Julio Jones. He plays 57% of the snaps last night. Is that the plan now with Goddard out, running a little bit more three wide receiver sets with Julio Jones on the field? You know, I didn't see the snap counts. Uh, how much How much did OZ play? Because um, 39%. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there, there, there was a, quite a bit of four wide receiver sets, Bill. So, I think it's game by game. I mean, you know, Calcaterra had an ankle injury. I don't know the extent to that. Can he play this week? Um, can Albert O get into the mix? Stoles a blocking tight end primarily. I think he had one catch, a couple targets. Um, but yeah, I, I. Oh, did we lose Dave? I know he's doing a spot for uh, NBC today, so we may have lost Dave. You got me. There we go. Oh, there he is. He's back. Yeah, you go. Sorry about that. Um, you know, you have to mix and match personnel. And um, I thought the Eagles were able to do that. And going forward, Bill, I think it'll change from week to week, depending on the matchup. And let's hope that Goddard gets back sooner rather than later. They didn't put him on IR. That has to mean something, right? Yep. Um, so let's get a win on, on Sunday against the Bills. And, I mean, again, I, I look at this as, like, the, the only thing that matters is getting that number one seed in the NFC postseason getting that bye week, having the postseason come through like a financial field. Every game you win, no matter how you do it, is just massive. You talk about getting that number one seed. How nice is it on Thanksgiving Day, we get to watch really all four teams who are vying for that number one seed with the Eagles play. So it should be a good Thanksgiving Day of football, man. Yeah, it should be. I really think Green Bay is a chance to beat the Lions. I was really encouraged by their win over the Chargers. And I think that Seattle will give the Niners a really good game. Um, we'll see. But uh, who do the Cowboys play? The Commanders? Eh, look, maybe the Commanders rise up after that embarrassing loss on Sunday against the Giants. Um, I will be watching. I will enjoy it. Not sure I'm going to hang in there for the Bills or for the uh, – who, who do the Jets play? The Jets play uh, somebody who's going to smoke them. But Well, that's Black Jets, Friday. So yeah, Thursday, Black Friday. I did, Thursday night, so, you got yeah. Niners, Seahawks. Oh, yeah, I'll watch that. I mean, I mean, if the wife lets me. Um, <laughs> Uh, did I say that out loud? Um, the the yeah yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll be. I think it's great, and and let's hope that there's a couple of upsets there. Eagles, any any help the Eagles can get here down the stretch? It's a it's a it's a great race in the NFC. Isn't it crazy, Bill? How at the beginning of the season we're talking about how the NFC is there's a clear path, and there's just really not that many other teams that are that good. And the AFC, it's all jumbled up, and there are all these good teams. And now I look and like Burrow's hurt and. Mark Andrews has hurt, and the Bills have struggled, and 
Jacksonville, when they played big games, they played poorly. And the Chiefs are really the team to beat. And the Eagles have to deal with the Lions winning a lot of games, the Niners playing great football, the Cowboys still on the heels, you know, Seattle still hanging around there. It's a pretty crowded field in the NFC. Yeah, it just goes to show that nobody knows what they're talking about when the season starts. Things always turn out differently than what we originally thought. But, yeah, yeah NFC is tough. That's why it's fun, man. We, we, I don't think we really know what we're talking about during the week either. Our job is just to keep people interested until Sunday comes. And then we go, oh, my God, I can't believe they called that play. I can't believe they had that personnel package. I can't believe – well, we don't really know what the heck's going on. Well, Dave, I appreciate you making the time. You have a great Thanksgiving. First one, first one married, right? With the with the well, wife. First one married the second time, Bill. Yeah. Uh, again, you know. But um, yes, uh, and we're gonna have a great Thanksgiving and happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there, all Eagles fans. Thank you all so very much. Happy Thanksgiving to Bill, to you and yours, and everybody who does the show. And once again, I say at the end of the day, go birds. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Love when Dave joins the show, our little Eagles insider breaking it down for us, but a big win. Man, I thought I had a late night. Dave probably had a late night. He was in Kansas City. I don't know what time he got in last night. But, guys, we are going to continue to break down the Philadelphia Eagles' big win over the Kansas City Chiefs tonight at 6.30 for our legal hands-to-the-face show right here on the Jacob Sports Network. I'll be coming to you guys for 90 minutes tonight from 6.30 to 8. We'll talk about the Philadelphia Eagles and their win against the Chiefs, but we'll also look ahead at Thanksgiving Day, look at the matchups on Thanksgiving between these NFC teams that really can have an impact on the Eagles' number one seed, and we'll even look ahead to the Buffalo Bills game. It's crazy, but it's a short week, so we already have to turn our attention to Sunday. Buffalo Bills coming to town with Josh Allen, a new offensive coordinator, so we'll see how how that all goes. But appreciate all you guys being here in the chat. Like we end every show with a little today in sports history. This one was interesting. This one was really interesting to me. November 21st, 1902. Baseball's Philadelphia Athletics and Philadelphia Phillies form pro football teams and join the Pittsburgh Stars in the first attempt at the National Football League. November 21st, 1902. No affiliation with the National Football League we have today. There was another National Football League that only lasted one season. Had three teams. It was a weird mix of baseball and football teams. All three teams were in Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh Stars, Philadelphia Athletics, Philadelphia Phillies. 1902 lasted one season. So a little interesting history today with the National Football League, but no affiliation. Guys, appreciate all of you. Love the engagement. Love the comments. Like I said, come tonight right here on the Jacob Sports Network, 6.30, the legal hands to the face show. We're going to do all Philadelphia Eagles talk for 90 straight minutes. So if you can't get enough Eagles like me, tune in tonight at 9.30. Hit that like button. Hit that share button we got a great week. I'll be coming back tomorrow, if you don't tune in tonight, right here on the Philly Sports Power Hour at 10 o'clock. Obviously, we'll talk Eagles tomorrow. But we're also bringing Kayla Santiago. Our Sixers talk we'll have a little tomorrow. So, you know, Kayla's really good at talking Sixers, so we'll bring her on tomorrow. There is a Sixers game tonight. I think it's the NBA Cup game. 
So we'll break that down tomorrow, too, with Kayla Santiago. Hope to see you guys tonight. If not, I'll see you tomorrow at 10. As always, guys, go Birds. Have a great day. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.